Hey there, welcome back to the Grace for Your Journey podcast. This is Pastor Terry, so glad that you are with us. And if you're new, welcome on in. You are joining us. We're in Matthew chapter 23, and man, it is phenomenal. Now, this section of Matthew 23, or all of Matthew 23, is what theologians call the seven woes. Well, now, why do they call it that? Because there are seven times <laughs> that Jesus says, Woe to scribes, Pharisees, uh, Sadducees, he calls them hypocrites. Now, now, why is this important? Woe means, it's a very strong word, it means really to curse something or to condemn something or to wish distress and misery on someone or something. Jesus is saying, if you fall into one of these categories, I am praying nothing good for you. I am praying misery, distress, struggle, strife, stress in general, he said, I am not praying anything good for you at all. And I want you to notice who he directs us to. Now, we're on the fifth woe today. We'll talk about it in a minute. But all seven woes deals with the same group of people. These are not broken, hurting people. These are not the people on the street needing a hand up, needing a little help here, a little help there. It's not people who have made incredibly poor life choices and that are out there reaping what they deserve. Now, I know there are some people listening right now that look at people who make those choices and say, well, see, they got what they deserved. Okay, that's not the people Jesus is talking to here. Jesus is talking to the religious elite. He's talking to the people who would have studied the Torah. Now, at this time, they would have had the Old Testament, but primarily the Torah is what they would have focused on and, you know, other things down the line. But these are the people who would know the Torah. They would have memorized it. No, five books of the Bible, they would have memorized it. They would have been able to explain every section of it to you. They would have read commentaries from other rabbis. They, Yep, they had commentaries back there from other rabbis about this. These are people who would have spent hours in study of the Torah on a weekly basis. When the doors were open at the synagogue, they were there. When there was a lecture being given, they were there. These were the people who were the most strident, ardent students of the law that there was in that day. Nobody beat them, particularly the Pharisees. I mean, the Pharisees were legal defenders of the law, right? So these are the people that are getting the woes. So we come to verse 27 on this particular woe. It's the fifth woe that Jesus gives. And he says this, Woe to the scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you are like whitewashed tombs, which outwardly appear beautiful, and but within are full of dead people's bones and all uncleanness. So you also outwardly appear righteous to others, but within you are full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. Now, I want you to get a picture. Jesus tells this story and everybody would get it. When you were walking across the desert out in Judea and the Judean wilderness, and you came upon a town, and outside of the town, there were a lot of cliffs and rocks. It was there that, that tombs would be hewn out of the rock and out of the cliff. And that's where the bodies would be put that died. And rocks would be put in front of it. Maybe a big one rolled in front of them or a bunch of them stacked up on top of each other, blocking the entryway and keeping in. Well, we're going to talk about that in a minute. <laughs> so if you wanted to make the tomb look better, you whitewashed it. You, you whitewashed it. You, 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 you painted it white. You, you whitewashed it. You, you put a bright color on it because here's what would happen as you journeyed across the plain as you journeyed across the desert you would see from a distance sometimes a mile or two miles away depending on the conditions that day you would see this whitewashed tomb and in contrast to the dark beige dingy dirt and rock that was in the area man it just sparkled it just snapped out of there and you would see it and it would be beautiful but here's what would happen as you approached it and got up near it got up near it where you could really almost touch it 
you would begin to notice something. The rotting corpse inside. If you have ever smelled rotting flesh, there is nothing else like it. And so from the outside, it was beautiful and all together. But inside, it was nothing but death. This is exactly what Jesus is saying to the religious elite. You've studied the word. You've spent hours. You've, you've gone to synagogue. But you've not done what I've said. As a matter of fact, you've been so focused on the minutia and the detail. Jesus would say later, I showed up, but your traditions caused you not to see me. So let me ask you, what are your traditions blinding your eyes to? What is your strident study of God's word led you to that might not be most productive for the kingdom? It's possible to take satisfaction in a mind full of knowledge and a heart full of emptiness. It is possible to say, I'm a great Christian because I've learned these facts, but you've done nothing. Jesus says very clearly, you who want to paint the outside and look good, but inwardly you're dying, you are a hypocrite and you're lawless. So I want to encourage you today, as you study the word and you should, as you give time to the scriptures and you should, couple with it the absolute love for God and the love for people. Remember this, religion without a relationship with the Lord is going to lead to rebellion. You will rebel against the deeper truth the wooing of the Spirit, the leadership of the Spirit, and the command to love others and to advance the gospel. If all you have is religion, you'll eventually rebel in some other area. Man, we don't want that to happen. God bless you. I love you. Let me pray for you. Lord, we love you so much. Thank you for today. And now, Lord, I pray as we study, as we lean in, that our hearts are transformed. Not just our minds, but our hearts and our lives, our attitudes, our actions, and our priorities. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. We'll talk again next time. Thank you so much for listening to this edition of the Grace for Your Journey podcast. I pray that it has been a blessing and an encouragement to you. Pass it around if you think it would help somebody. And we look forward to you dropping by again for another episode of the Grace for Your Journey podcast.